What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Hunting Ain't Easy. This is a uh, dual recorded podcast. You may hear it on the Howlcast, which is put out by howlforwildlife.org. Um, Charles from Howl and I got together for a long discussion, about two hours. So this is going to be broken up into two separate episodes. Uh, very interrelated, though, content. Um, I, I, I don't think anybody's going to sit down and listen to it all the way through in one setting. But maybe if you've got a few, uh, got some yard work to do, or you're going to get out and do some runs or, or doing a trail hike or something like that, maybe go snowshoeing, um, listen into the whole thing. Because Charles wanted to title this podcast, uh, What Irks Mike Costello? Um, he's being kind because really what he texted me, I think he texted me and said, hey, I want to do a show about what's what's got you pissed off. <laughs> Um, and there's some things that have been bugging me. There's some things that, you know, I, I've said kind of behind the scenes and, and to him and, and not really put out there so publicly. There's going to be some blowback from this podcast. There's going to be some people that, that are like, oh, <laughs> wish you hadn't said my name or said my organization's name so publicly about what you don't like what we're doing. Um, but it's all facts. Like it's not, and you can, you, you be the judge on whether or not you think, um, you know, you, you be the judge, uh, on whether or not I or anybody else should be, um, inspired to act or raise questions, um, about what's going on in the hunting community and what we could do better. Like really, this is all about hopefully driving change to get all of us in the community, individuals and organizations to start acting, leading, inspiring, and taking control of the dialogue in the hunting space and in the wildlife conservation, wildlife management space, where hunting is a essential tool in the, tool, in the toolbox. Um, so blowback or not, I think what I pointed out here are facts. And I think and, and then some opinions, a lot of opinions also of my own. Um, but hopefully it stirs you to consider what, what you're doing, um, what we are doing as a community, and what we can do or what we can ask for from our partner uh, individuals and organizations in the hunting community. We are all in this together. Um, and ideally, we all evolve and grow and become stronger in this thing that is advocacy for good management oppor and opportunity. So listen in. Uh, there's two episodes. So uh, one bite at a time, you can, you'll can you get through the whole thing. And thanks for checking us out. Obviously, you can find me, Hunting Ain't Easy, on Instagram. Um, if you want to DM me and tell me I'm way off base, uh, that's a good place to do it. I will listen. I will respond. And I'll respect your opinion, um, even if I disagree with it. So anyways, check it out. Hunting Ain't Easy is on Instagram. Howl for Wildlife is on the internet, howlforwildlife.org, as well as Instagram, of course. And love your feedback. Love your questions. And most of all, love the fact that you're engaged and thinking about what's going on and you're, you're getting into participating in the process, which is most important. So. Let me know what you think. I'm not a techie. I'm barely even a hunter. 
So I'm so, feeling I'm feeling really lucky to be talking to you. So I'm Charles Whitwam. This is maybe going to be a how a howlcast. Um, it'll be a podcast if, of if some it sort. rates. <laughs> yeah, and I have Mike Costello, Bear Hunter, it says next to his name. Oh, it does. Mike Mike does a lot of things. He's also with Howl, kind of. <laughs> I mean, you no, know, you are, but we. We kind of like to yeah. keep it on the DL, though, we do. Um, because sometimes <laughs> I'm an ass. Sometimes of I offend I offend people, <laughs> and it's better to not like officially relate my name wow. and the things I say to the organization that is Howl. Uh, well, maybe that's things we can talk about. Also, I mean, yeah, you know, it it. Uh, I I think yesterday. So, man, I don't know. I think yesterday I texted you and said, "Hey, let's do a podcast. I want to." I want to name it "What Irks Mike Costello." Actually, you th- actually, you said I want to. I want to do a podcast and talk about the things that piss you off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what makes you angry? <laughs> yeah. No, and I and I do because there's um. Hashtag good to kind of Mike clear the air on some things or whatever. I don't know if it's clearing the air or not, but just yeah. talk about some stuff because there's all kinds of things that bother me. I usually rant in private to a select group of people yeah um i don't do it publicly sure um and but there's all kinds of things that bother me there's also a lot of things that excite me there's things that i think i'm beginning to understand i don't know just trying to play this whole game of having this nonprofit and dealing with multiple personalities and multiple organizations and and motives and being the new guy on the block yeah, there's a lot of things going on. Multiple. Are you, dr- are you drinking a beverage? I uh, I had a little little red wine earlier. I, red I'm wine. doing I'm doing damp January officially. I, not dry, I, but not quite yeah. soaked. Not quite soaked either. <laughs> I've never heard of damp. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I'll call yeah. this damp. I I've got a Guinness extra stout here inside oh, good. Of my inside of my honey. Not the dry stout. You went the extra bottled route. Actually got this some... is a, this is in a can. Okay, but it yeah. was extra stout. Yep. Okay. And then That's I also good. have Jim Beam <laughs> with a tonic and a lime. <laughs> You're making up for my damp January over there. <clears throat> yeah, I'm happy. This is going to get interesting as uh as you slide down the. I haven't drank anything yet. Go I'm going down to the slope right here now. of uh, <laughs> double fisting it. I've been in meetings all day. I, I feel like I have good things to share with you. I think I started to tell you some of this stuff, but you did. We'll I've been meetings here. all week, really. This, this is January, right? It's January. It's bill season. It's advocacy season. It's the new. It's the second year for us. For how? It's the start of the second year for how being yeah, a thing, being involved at this at this level. Yep. It's the start of the second year. I mean, we're only a year in, really. You know, but it's definitely the start of the second year. Yeah, it's way easier than last year already because um, I know a little bit more of how things work. I actually have writers, mm-hmm. um, two of them now. Two writers. You know about the two? I don't I know about one. You know about the two? You know about, all right. So the other one is um, Everett Headley of okay. Montana, who's involved in a lot of different things. He's got his own podcast. I think he's up for a possible commission seat in Montana. Wow. Um, which is which is awesome, and then Matt Smythe, he used to be with Black Rifle Coffee Company, and now yeah. he's with with Howl, and it's really nice to have people like I'm sending them stuff. Hey, you know, can you write about this? Can you write about that? And then and then they do it. 
Yeah, and then I'm doing it. So now it's like three times yeah. the amount of last year. And you need people that can make you look smart. I mean, that's good. Definitely. No, I definitely <laughs> need people to make me look smart. Believe me. I'm not good at it. I'm really not. Ooh, my phone's ringing. Ooh, I know who that is. We can talk about that too. Yeah, I know you're good at it. Do, um, do you need to tell us who it was? Or later? It's about litigation in Washington State. That's a great topic. <laughs> yeah. I can't, probably shouldn't talk about it, but it's about litigation in Washington State. It's coming. I can say that much. It's coming. Yeah. No, it's good. It's about time. It's about time that, um, it's about time that hunting and conservation advocates use the tools available to us in the arenas that are available to us as aggressively and appropriately as well hell more appropriately than the anti-hunters do so absolutely um i'm excited to see where that goes i mean this will be a new thing for me mm -hmm. i've never been involved at that level mm -hmm. um to me it's just you know hey we we see some bs Mm -hmm. some bullshit happening in Washington mm -hmm. and if litigation is necessary then let's mm -hmm. jump on it. Yeah. You know, and see where that goes. Um I hope that it actually just I hope it leads to some change and not just like we're doing it just to make some noise. And but and maybe that does something too. But I, I Yeah, but if I, I was I if I was an anti-hunter, if I was an anti-hunter and I was, you know, cozy and close with the electeds I would I would not think that anybody with any kind of structure or capacity would come after me for going outside of like the standard acceptable procedures of public advocacy and commission you know appointments and whatnot. I just I wouldn't I wouldn't think that anybody would either notice or care or then know how to put themselves together in a way to do anything about it. And so I think the I think we like we have to start pursuing these angles um, because you know I think a lot of electeds they just they'd rather as much as electeds want to get stuff done they don't want to be in the crosshairs like they don't want negative press on so many things and so I think I think I think this is in Washington State and we're not supposed to get into it right now but I think in Washington State there has been and I'm not as close to it as you are. I think it's clear that there's been bad process, very likely outside the bounds of official process and acceptable process, and calling attention to it in a public legal forum will make a lot of people uncomfortable. And if even if there's not a legal win, it will pull P, it will pull the process back into line with where it's supposed to be. I think it's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, get back inside the guardrails and do your effing job. <laughs> Speaking of Washington, today's date, I don't know when this is going to come out, or yeah. if it's even going to come out, we'll see. But oh, I'm recording this, it's today, coming out. It's coming out, alright. So, uh, today's date's January 19th. Yeah. Um, on January 27th, Friday, January 27th, in the morning, we will have opportunity to um, comment on a new petition that has been submitted 
to the commission of Washington, Washington okay. Fish and Wildlife. And the petition is for them to uh, draw up policy on spring bear hunting for management reasons. I say management reasons, I'm right. quotes, because right. recreational reasons was a trigger word for them and right. you know, a loaded word somehow. And that's just... Uh, uh, if you've been paying attention, you know about it, but there's commissioners who I think are compromised and mm -hmm. they looked at the word recreational and they basically said, oh, that just means you're hunting bears for fun. Which right, as a, though it's frivolous, as though it's a frivolous activity. Even though the word recreational is part of their mandate and all that. You know, right. All that aside, uh, we are now giving them a chance to speak on, okay, well, here is a petition to... Uh, have policy and have a spring bear season for management reasons, which there's a lot of reasons to have management. Absolutely. Uh, um, timber damage and mm -hmm. um, ungulate um, recruitment. Yeah. Which, which means, you know, less bear killing cats. Biodiverse or, biodiversity. Yeah. Like, like biodiversity is a, is an objective of quality wildlife management that imp that 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 hunting serves a purpose of um, so we're going to give I, them a chance to address that yeah the recreational thing i've I, I every time you bring this up it 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 triggers me this would just be like what's got mike triggered it triggers me whenever you bring up the recreational like word not being acceptable to that commission because the reason, and I think this is important for all of us in the hunting community to be able to explain, we want to, we need to build bridges with our non-hunting friends, colleagues, family, neighbors, coworkers, etc. They hear the word recreational, and we think of it as being frivolous. You know, they think of it as being frivolous, and that co-option of that word has been intentional by the anti-hunters. The reason any of our states have recreational hunting called out is because it is not it is the antithesis of commercial market hunting like that was that's why that word is there and so we need to like whenever somebody says oh it's just recreational it's like whoa time out yeah you got to understand the history the reason the word recreational was selected is because market hunting, commercial hunting, is what did destroy so much of the, the critter population in North America and in Africa, worldwide. Like, mm -hmm. that market hunting is what has been, like, that is the culprit. We're decades behind it. We're decades past it with the North American conservation model. So recreational does not mean frivolous. It means not commercialized. And that is that is the sustainable activity. Um, so that's Mike's coaching <laughs> how to talk to your how to how to talk to your non-handing friends moment um, to start with because I think it's it's critical that we understand what these words mean so that when the anti hunters spout it off in some ad or some Facebook post or or a commission meeting, we can like snap them to correction that like, no, it's not frivolous. It's just not commercial. It's widely known that recreational hunting plays a large part in the management of species. Mm -hmm. 
and that, and that's a part of commission's mandates that's a part you know they know this it, mm-hmm. so so it was, it was a wild statement and debate that went on for multiple meetings really but for one specific meeting it kind of went on for hours debating over what the word recreational means which was just that really i think exposed what the hell is going on here and actually Doug, this is back to Washington. Doug Bose made a funny story today. Did you see that? Where he he mm-hmm. kind of do you remember Miss Cleo, the fortune teller? Oh, okay. Okay. So he did it like in, in his best voice as Miss <laughs> Cleo, and he's like, "Here I am, you know, Miss Cleo. I'm going <laughs> to tell you your future." And he's basically on. I think he was on uh, Wildlife for All, their website. Oh, geez, and he went through a couple different pages and it was all of it were things that the Washington department of fish and wildlife commission is is addressing. So it's like getting rid of beaver trapping, getting rid of spring bear, um, cougar hunting. And it's like, all of these things are on their agenda. And he's like, they're being run. The commission is by wildlife for all. By wildlife for I think it was wildlife for it was one of those yeah but it was hilarious and there's um, some cozy relationships like people that you know go to bed together right I mean there's there's some very cozy relationships between like folks people on that wildlife for all organization and people that are on the commission isn't there like yeah, there's some there is so yeah that's a good thing to to bring up there's um <clears throat> there's a few sitting commissioners who. They haven't been on wildlife for all, but they've been on some, some suspect okay. organizations and, yeah. and their spouses currently That's... Are, on, are, are, are on some organizations. Um, but I think what's really, what's also really important is, so there was a commissioner that stepped down. Like when the whole spring bear thing happened, yeah. there was a commissioner that stepped down. And I think it was about a month ago, I was doing some research on one of these orgs and I'm like, Where'd he Holy go? Holy crap, he's on the advisory board. Right. For it was Wildlife for All. Right. And and uh and and one of the kind of the subgroups of Wildlife for All is uh Washingtonians for Wildlife, I believe is is the, okay. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, connect the dots here, people. Right. right. That's people right. should know this. Um yeah, I, I'd say they're compromised. Yeah. No, it seems like they are. And <laughs> and what's what's sad is that they could have gone through the process of putting these people on the commission. They could have done it the proper way, but um and probably ended up with the same outcome. But I'm glad I, I think it's great to see a petition being submitted that is a pro conservation, pro hunting petition. There's not and, and it sounds like it's it's well structured. Um, I haven't seen it myself. I'm assuming you, you've you've seen it. It sounds like it's, it's well structured. It's very in um, depth. It's in detail. It's it's yeah. written by a guy who uh, he is a Howl member. He does not want to be on a podcast. He does not want to talk publicly about it. Sure. He's just like he's like I'm an old crotchety guy, and I know how to do these things, and I have a long history with uh, that's awesome with with bear and 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 timber damage and all that, and that's just mm-hmm. you know. You can connect yeah. with me through email. I'll answer anything you got, but I'm not going to. I'm like, all right, yeah, no, I, I respect that. Thank you. Good. You know? So good. it's a good yeah. relationship. No, that's uh, that's what's needed. 
that's absolutely what's needed. And it will be interesting to see in Washington with the petition presented as this is a management issue, and it is a management issue. There's data. The department has data that supports that it's a management issue um, for the timber issue and for just the wildlife, you know, management balance, et cetera. It'll be interesting to see what they say when now they're called out with like, okay, now what are you going to say about this? Like, are they going to just, are they going to like throw away the semantics and just go straight into like, no, we're just against hunting or are they going to say, okay, we, we support, we support management objectives. Oh, man, if it's done right, so a part of this is the department. The department mm -hmm. needs to kind of recommend that this petition be approved, or or come up with their own plan mm -hmm. on what management means to them. So they right. they could deny the petition and be like, you know, we're working on our own, and it's going to be a little different than that. So, but they need to put that forward, mm -hmm. and so there's a challenge there. Now, I I know plenty of people on the department that are. I'm speaking, I'm not speaking on behalf of them. I'm just saying this from my point of view. Mm -hmm. uh, they are at odds with the commission and their recent decisions. Mm -hmm. Certainly. They've given plenty of reasons why there should be a spring bear season. Um, yeah. The commission did not, they wanted more science. What it was was different science. They wanted different science that aligns with their views that they haven't been able well, they want to buy when time. They want to buy time forever by saying we need more science. They want to kick yeah. the can down the road. As long as the answer is no hunting until there's enough science, they'll just say there's not enough science. Like they'll just kick, keep kicking the can. That's a tactic of theirs. They'll never, they'll never find the data that satisfies what they want. Can you give the science? Can you give an example? From another state, from another example of a big game animal where this science you are looking for right. is used, silence. Can you, can you silence, find another, silence, silence. show us the methodology that's been used that provides, not provides the outcome you want, show us the methodology you're looking for. Because we know what outcome they want. It's like, show us the methodology. Not, they don't have that. It hasn't been developed. Right. They doesn't don't have that. I asked uh, Commissioner Reagan, Reagan, yeah, he's he's kind of the big one on that. Um, so hang on, why is Washington so screwed up? Let's like let's go to that. Like, why is Washington so screwed up? Why is the governor in Washington emboldened? Why are the why is the Senate that would approve these commissioners or not approve these commissioners? Why are they quiet? Why are the elected leaders in the state of Washington? so blatantly anti-hunting and why why do they think their elected seats are safe hmm. well it, why they're that safe position. i mean yeah why why they're, they're safe because you know whatever the big cities are there they're they're not yeah really but there's they're people that attention. hunt it's, there's people in the big cities that hunt yeah, I, I don't know if there's enough of them. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, I, I wish I could answer that question. Um, what if? The, what if every hunter? It's. It's not about how many there are, because like, if I, like, there's if I if I do something that's 
central to me. Like if I, if there's an activity that's important to me, if I golf, I'm a golfer. I'm not a golfer. Let's pick that. If, uh, if I, uh, if, if there's something that's central to my activity, I pay for it myself, keeps me mentally and physically fit. It's good for myself. It's good for my well-being. It's good for my family. Um, and I actually pay into a system that's incredibly sustainable. Uh, but I keep all that a secret. And there's something that comes up down the street against my secretive like activity. How does my neighbor, how does my friend know to say, oh, hey, no, like Mike's an okay person and he does this thing. I'm going to protect that. Mm. Like if I keep this a secret, mm. well, who's yeah. going to protect my activity that they know is good for me and that they know I'm not an asshole. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I might be an asshole, but like they, they, they like me as, you know, no matter how, like, you know, you know, how much I rubbed them the wrong way, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if yeah. I keep this activity quiet in the closet, like hidden away, who's going to protect it for me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, there's, I don't think there's a lot of personal conversations going on about this. It's, it's kind of like you have this side and they're promoting this mm -hmm. and you have this side and, mm -hmm. and they're not promoting it actually. But so you have the anti hunters who, Hey, we have a poll you know, a compromised mm -hmm. poll mm -hmm. and, you know, 95% of Washingtonians are against bear hunting. Well, what's your poll say? <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Your what's it biased right from the beginning. So whatever answers you get on that, I mean, I would answer it the way they asked it. I would answer it. They, the way they would. Sure. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Well, yeah, the polls are completely <laughs> manipulated because even hunt, <laughs> most hunters would, would most hunters that have like even the most like basic level of ethics we're like yeah it's a bad idea don't shoot sows with cubs don't shoot cubs don't you know of course like we all say that and so I they come in some of it has polls. to do with kind of politics also like mm, most hunters are probably leaning more to the right and this is another way to get them um yeah what i mean by that is let's just say there was a ton of hunters on the left um, which is something I'd love to know. Like, you know, maybe you haven't come out of the closet. Right. Like, the hunters who are Democrats, and I, I don't care what you are. But so that's, that's the you know, thing. May, let's get them out of the closet. But what I'm saying is, if there was a bunch of hunters on the left, would what would the anti-hunting movement right. look like? And how much power would they have? Um, right. I think that's one thing we, we should do is, hey, for the purpose of hunting, it doesn't matter what political party you are. No. Yeah, no. Let's all be hunters for a second. Right. Yeah, we have to all be hunters. But yeah. that's the thing. That's what I'm getting to is like, if I'm a hunter in Seattle, mm -hmm. I, I probably think most of my various cohorts that I hang with are probably non-hunters. Which means there's probably, but, the, but then what, there's other hunters in that same cohort that you don't even know about because nobody talks about it. Unless you're in the same Facebook group or the same like Instagram like feed. But so let's say this, there's, I don't know, 3% of the people in, in Seattle are hunting, fishing, conservation minded, 3%. Um, if nobody knows who they are and nobody is willing to say, I, 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 I like that person, I would protect their rights. I would protect their intrinsic human rights 
to do something that's sustainable, even though it's not my thing, if nobody is, is aligned to say that, then you have 3% of the population that will vote in favor of all of this stuff. Now, if you can get 45% of the population to say, oh, I know a hunter. I hang out with them. Our kids play soccer together. I get it. Like, yeah, it's fucking hard. They spend a ton of money. It goes to conservation. They barely fill a tag every three years. But they're in the like Washington has four yeah. percent of the population. Hunts, yeah, four percent. But they pay for twenty percent. Of course, of the department's uh, resources, which twenty percent is a small. But think about four percent is paying twenty percent. Right. They're paying 5x. They're paying yeah. 5x of what everybody else is paying mm -hmm. towards it for the opportunity to maybe be successful. Yep. So when you look at it per animal they take, because they, they're, they're, they're you know, deer, bear, elk, etc., their harvest success is probably less than 20%. So now let's 5x it again. So now they're paying 25x on a per animal taken. So it's huge. But the thing is, is not enough people in these big cities know that they know a hunter mm. Mm. yeah it's not that it's not that not enough people are hunting you're right not yeah. enough people in seattle know that there is a hunter one degree of separation away from them that they mm. generally like that they mm. generally would say i would go to bat for that person i would I'm not going to go hunting. Like I'm not a hunter, but I would go to bat for the person. I would not want to take away basic intrinsic rights of theirs that are that they're paying for out of their pocket and help all kinds of other things out in the wilderness. Well, they don't know that, and so what they do know, they they've got this. There's this huge vacant void of information, and so do what they do. What they ingest and what they consume is whatever bullshit story or, or propaganda or rhetoric or mis, misaligned data, whatever, is coming from the anti-hunters. And they're like, oh, fuzzy picture, fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy animal. I love that. Yes, I'll support that. Here's my $10 or here's my vote. We have, we, we've completely given up the space. We've given up the, the, the dialogue. We've, we've voided or we've put ourselves back like... Wendy Kiefover from the Humane Society literally stood in front of our commission in California and she defined trophy hunting as as soon as you take a picture of the animal, it's now a trophy hunt. Mm -hmm. You could go into it, conservation, meat, adventure, chat, like all of the human reasons why you would hunt. And, and now if I take a picture of it, it's defined, but she's in, she's intellectually smart. Like the, the leaders of these orgs are smart. And so they're using language to tell me to think twice about even taking the picture. Why would they do that? Why would the anti-hunting orgs want me to not share my story with my community? The reason is because it, it would normalize it. Because people might say, oh, Mike's an okay guy. He does this thing. Wow, I didn't know. Wow, that's interesting. I had no idea it was so hard. Like, my non-hunting community sees me doing this stuff, sees Joe Rogan doing this stuff. Yeah. 
and it normalizes hunting. That's an interesting take because because uh, I think a lot of people they they assume the public, their friends, can't handle what they're doing. No, so they want to so they want to hide that. No, no I have experienced that. that. They've been told that. They've been told that. Like, don't offend your friends. Don't tell them about this. Let's keep this secret. Like, I would say, so from personal experience, I would say I've had maybe like two people. I'd say like two out of 30 um, have a problem with, no, this is like when I, if I post things on Facebook. So this is just sure. friends. Right. Not, like my Facebook is kind of like, Mm, more friends just random people right instagram is like hey you better be yeah in it's all honey. yeah <laughs> you better, right right you know. um but i but i did have some instances where somebody came at me about what i was posting and i'm like yo 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 like hold on a second like right okay you're, you're wrong on what you're saying like this is what i do for the meat and it was all this trophy stuff i'm like you're getting this from somewhere exactly. you're, getting, you're getting these terms from somewhere but yes let me explain myself number one you know me um this is what i do and and their opinions completely changed now sure because right? they and, got they, and they like, actually they actually apologized they were like and now that now this is funny like they don't hunt they're never gonna hunt they probably will never hunt but mm -hmm. they live on a farm they have chickens she raises stuff. Trophy, trophy chickens. And all trophy eggs. Yeah, but she just gets the whole thing. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm just, you know, I'm a pretty good representation, I think, of a of a hunter. What I mean is, I I think I, I'm basically who hunters are. Right. I'm a hunter. I, I'm not I on hunt. the. I'm not on the outskirts. I'm not in a extreme. You know, I'm not doing shit that's bad or yeah, taking stupid pictures or making you know, whatever, making jokes right. about shit. Right. And I'm also not on the side where I don't show anything. You know, I'm proud of it. Yeah. I'm right in the middle, like where most hunters are. And, um, but anyways, that, that opinion has changed. So to your point, um, most people like on Facebook, um, most of those people, they're not hunters, mm -hmm. but I explain it. Well, they think it's really cool. They're like, wow, what an adventure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I eat meat and you're eating meat because yeah. you just went out into the woods, essentially, and you found some meat. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? It's, just, it's as simple as that. I've had, uh, so this clicked with me, this, this, this idea, I've, cr I always, cr I cringe in general about people telling others what they should and shouldn't put up on the internet. It's like, oh, you can't do that. You'll offend somebody. It's like, people are fucking offended like by the by the when they wake up and look in the mirror they're offended and that's and that's yeah. how they react to everything and throughout the rest of the day so i i generally am like even though there's a lot of stuff that offends me it's like don't like it's a very i don't know it's 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 the will it's the it's the wild wild west but whatever i I heard HSUS describing this issue and, and defining an absolutely intellectually flawed and impossible definition of what a trophy hunter is. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you put, took a picture of your wife, trophy wife, took a picture of your plate of food, trophy food. Like, like it's, it's dumb. Like, it's not intellectually sustainable. It's, and, and these are smart people. These are people that have attorneys and, and they, they sit around and they strategize. This is a strategy from the anti-hunting community 
to ensure that we are quiet and we are locked away in a closet and we keep our stuff out of the mainstream so that it doesn't become normalized so they can own the dialogue. It's an interesting point because there's a lot of people who are trying to... Yeah. There's hunters. Hunters. That are trying are, to silence our community. To, go back. Yeah. Go back. Go back. No, no, no. You're yeah. going you're, you're gonna to blow up my spot. Like, like as though like any piece of geography on the, in, on the you know, North America is some secret. Um, you know, or there's going to be too many of us. There's going to be too many hunters. It's like, no, there's not going to be too many hunters. Like... There's not going to be too many hunters. Our job is to make sure that there's more critters on the landscape in a sustainable manner. The, the issue is we need more non-hunters. Like we have to get, if we get, if we can get 50% of the non-hunters to align, then we're at 53%. Like we're just barely over that threshold of majority. Maybe some of them start hunting, like a couple of them. Like it's, it's okay. There's more funding. There's more habitat. We can do amazing things. Maybe hunting's harder. But hunting, like, hunting ain't easy. <laughs> I'll say that. But, no, I, I genuinely believe that the go back into the dark corners and the recesses of the world and the, and the, and the social circle that, that the anti-hunters are telling us to do is a long-term play to make sure that we don't successfully normalize hunting with the non-hunting community, because because if we do that successfully, they cannot post up manipulated, retort like you know hyperbolic they, stories yeah. <clears throat> that that misrepresent the truth of what hunting is, the truth of what conservation is, to take money from non-hunters that are emotionally triggered by their by their propaganda. Well, it's the propaganda. It's the propaganda. Um, you can go back to Washington or all kinds of states, you know, sure. spring, spring bear hunting. Uh, they say that we're killing bears that are um, hardly awake. Um, and we're killing um, cubs, killing sows with cubs. Right. Um, Illegal in most states. Yeah. It's not illegal in all states, but no. it, in it, in it, it's frowned upon it, like from a it's, hunter perspective. It is frowned upon in most states, and most states have a quota on sows, and so there's inherent there's inherent friction. There's inherent there's inherent friction in almost every state to not kill kill sows because it's kind of like I could be selfish and kill this sow, but then the ten people behind me won't keep get to keep hunting. So like there there's inherent friction against almost all of these things, if not outright illegal. We have to take the meat. That's a law in all in all states, and I not and Idaho. I, and not I, Idaho. Is it really? Yeah, no. So at uh, least spring. I don't know if all, but but oh, okay. no. Um, I do know, which kind of makes me cringe. Thankfully, but I don't. But I don't personally. But, but, but it's I, a management. It is a management purpose there, and that's the thing. Is there's consumptive harvest and there's purpose. But let me make this purpose. point. But let me make this point. I don't personally know um, hunters who who don't take the meat. Mm -hmm. Like we're not hunting just for the meat because we live in a day and age where we can go to the store so sure. it's not like we're doing it for survival now you can put yourself in that place and mm -hmm. say well this is all i want to eat mm -hmm. it's essentially kind of what i do 
I was going to say, I how don't... much meat have you bought in the last yeah. 10 years? You don't, you don't buy any. You haven't had no. an ounce of store-bought meat. No, and it's fantastic, and I have the luxury of doing that, and I also yeah. have refrigerators and coolers and things, so it makes it a lot easier. Sure. You know, it's not like... If, if I honestly had to survive off of it, I've thought about that sometimes. It's like, well, do I really know how to keep my meat without a refrigerator? Without oh, a survive as in like go back skills. 200 years and survive. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of things that help us do that today. But yeah. Sure. But, but there's a lot you know, more so games 200 years doing ago too. So like the whole thing meat. changes. Yeah. We're, we're doing it for recreational purposes. Um, we're doing it for, uh, you know, the just the pure adrenaline of it, the camaraderie of it, the adventure, you name it, whatever yeah, it is. I hate the word recreational. I do because but I, but it, I it minimizes it. it. I know you want to use it because <laughs> yeah. it's not, well, you're not selling the meat. You're not commercial. It's not commercialized. You're not selling it. Yeah. It's for yourself and your family and, and, yeah. and some of you want to share with it. It's like seeing you, are you a recreational runner? It's like, you know, I know my, you know, what's a marathon runner? It's like, Definitely oh, so you're a, a recreational runner? It's like, I yeah. freaking run 60 miles a week. You call that recreational? Like, um, anyways, so. Yeah, there are hunters in our community that want us to downplay, and I believe that that the that the people in our community that lean hard into the idea that oh they did it for the gram, like stop that, like stop that. It, nobody is buying, nobody's filling their their tank of gas five times a year, buying tags, buying licenses, like buying guns and ammo three bucks around and and twelve dollar arrows by the time you know like we're very it's not happening if it is it's an absolute fringe nobody's comes afterwards doing all this for the gram like yeah, yeah people humans are storytellers we're going to take a picture yeah. we're going to draw it up on the cave we're going to mm. hang a polaroid at, at dave's dave's gas mart and and put it on the cork board put my Polaroid on the cork board 40 years ago. Like we have been storytellers of hunting and everything else that the humans, humans have done. So it's storytelling. Nobody's yeah. doing this. And Nothing if they yet. are, they are on the absolute edge and we should not be, we should not be constraining ourselves to the stand because of those people that are on the edge yeah. that are, that are doing it that way. Nothing new. I, I might be wrong, but I think I was thinking about it today. Every time I go on a run, my brain totally, I, I feel like I need to get more into jujitsu because I won't have a chance to think as much. So when I'm on a run, my brain starts going crazy. And if I'm doing jujitsu, I, I don't have a, it's just all, ah, I don't have time to think and drive myself crazy. But I think, um, Hunters were always the smaller part of the tribe. Probably. Like, it wasn't ever, I know not everybody hunted. Everybody had a role. And the people who could hunt and who were Fair. good at, they were the smaller part of it. Yeah. So, this idea, what I mean is the idea of, well, only 4% or only 5% or whatever. Yeah. Do, that, do this. Well, all right. But that doesn't, that's not proving anything. It's always been that way. And it's always also been celebrated. Right. Um, when when those hunters came back. Come back. Yeah. That's that damn celebrated, you know? And that's that's all we're doing. Yeah, we have Instagram now. We have these things now. Mm -hmm. We're not what do you want me to do? Not use it? It's just communication. It because is it is just purely it's human communication. 
Yeah. And sure, I appreciate it when there's a story um, behind the hunt. Yeah. Um, and I think, and it's always been important to me. Growing up with everybody I grew up with that hunted, it's always a story. Like, it's mm-hmm. a favorite thing, being a kid and listening to these. Listening things. to the stories. All yeah. the stories. And my, my uncle, he had the big camcorder, like the big one on his, on right. his shoulder. Right. 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 And, and he would, in the 80s, he would carry that around in the, in the, in the. Oh, he would, man. In the oak he'd, savannah. He'd these, yeah. He'd make these videos. And once a year, we'd all get together and watch kind of the. That's awesome. The year in review. And yeah. It's all. It was always just so exciting to hear the stories and all the different characters that were involved and different people from different states that would come up and hunt with us and everything. And it's, man, it's just such, it's such a beautiful part of the whole experience. And you know, you're right. We should. We shouldn't be afraid of sharing that. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because there's a lot of people who definitely feel we should. We should calm that down, and maybe there's some. Maybe calm, there's something calm to both it sides. down. Maybe okay, what are we gonna calm down? Like, let's not let, let let just it's calm it down. Like, if you know that your audience doesn't understand the whole thing, maybe don't start with you know the picture of the deer. The 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 ten second video when you're spilling the guts out of the deer because it's hung up behind you, like save that like don't like that's not <laughs> like so are there cringeworthy moments are there cringy things that that we a community does of course go into the bowling community there's probably cringy things that bowlers do They're like oh my god i can't believe you did that like like in any in any community there's going to be a cringy element so yeah let's throttle back let's educate let's get let's get supportive of like getting the cringy out but that doesn't mean don't do it. Don't don't share. Like so, I started realizing, especially that I had not been curating any of my content, any of my content. Like I'm a producer or something. Um, I hadn't been curating any of my stuff, any pictures with my normal Facebook feed because I've started focusing mostly on the hunting and easy Instagram. I'm like, I gotta change that. Like I owe myself, and I owe the people that don't that know me but don't know me as a hunter more of this information so i started putting more on my personal instagram and more of it on my facebook feed put up a post a couple things one time last year spring bear i literally dedicated my spring bear hunt by saying to to non-hunters by going on to hank shaw's hunt hunt gather cook facebook page yeah yeah and i post up a picture of bear meat and I said, who all on this page, he's got a huge audience. Yeah. Who all on this page doesn't hunt but would like to have a pint of bear meat or bear fat? And it was like, like 67 people. Oh my God, I'd love it. Never hunted bear, never had bear. It's a couple of people like, I think you're a hunter. Like, I don't know if I trust you. You're lying. Um, but like, just like <laughs> people all over. Like, basically, had I tagged out on that bear, that meat was spoken for from people all over the country. Yeah. And, and just by presenting to those people, now I didn't tag out, so I didn't come through on it. And I think I'll try to do it again this spring, but just by planting that seed with those people that I don't know, and they could have attacked me. They could have said, Oh, you're evil. 
it's a filtered audience. They're into food and foraging and wild food. So it's a little bit of a safe space, but they're not all hunters. And yeah, <clears throat> I plant a seed with those people that bear hunting's okay. Spring bear hunting is okay. And we're doing it for the meat. And then this year in the fall, I post up because I did tag out on a bear. It's processed of the meat, took some pictures, put them up on my Facebook. I'm like, Hey, you know, this is, this is, this is hunting. Bear meat, bear fat, and and I had a lot of I had you know I don't know twenty or thirty people jump in like that's rad like I had no idea like is it good or you know what's it like I'd love to hey when are you when are we meeting up for drinks you gonna bring some of that over like mm-hmm. you know people that I don't think hunt mm-hmm. that were like oh and so we can shift that paradigm we can shift that mindset but we have to put it out there make a little bit of a story. Yeah, some people are going to be like, eh, unfollow. Like, I'm not into that. I don't like it. But other people are going to be like, uh, you just kind of twisted my head a little bit to where I know something about you that I didn't know. And I want to know more. I want to know more about it. Um, we Let's have to do that. Let's mainstream Donnie Vincent. Mainstream, normalized Donnie and Joe. <laughs> but, but, but what I mean is like all of us are yeah. can do that. And if we, if we put the stories with it, it goes a long way. So I, I usually write a story and because that's that's what I was getting at, I think before is I'll put a story with my, with my kills Mm -hmm. and people really like the stories. I'm like, wow, people really like this kind of, they tell me, they're like, man, I feel like I'm right there with you. You do. You and do, actually. Like, they're it's my long. favorite no, part. They're, they're really good. No, it's no actually, they're great. I actually they, they can't really, them all on pull... Instagram because they're too yeah. long. Um, no, they're good. They're, so they, they, edit... they do. They tell the story. And you do feel like, you're like, wow, like day two, stalking again. Like, you pull yeah. people through and they're like, wow, that wasn't easy. But this is what's coming out of me. Like, this is yep. what really gets me. Mm-hmm. Like, I get involved crazily in hunting, right? And I love what happens. It's it's my it's my event, you know. Yeah. It's 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 um what I really like. I work out so I can be a better hunter. You right. know, I I do. This is who I am. This is this is what I like. And so these crazy stories and the things that I experience, I can't. I'm just like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing I've ever done. Right. Like, I don't have a better memory because they, right. they're just so intense and they're so involved. And wow, I can't wait to share this with the world. This yeah. is, you know, and they're the culmination like, of a lot. Like, they're yeah. they're the culmination of of so much that went before mm. it. It's all like, I can think about. Yeah. So I, people appreciate those stories, and yep. And I'm like, wow, there's something there that's great because because you know, for me, it's a weird, it's kind of a weird thing because I come from a place where. I was just born into it. Like mm-hmm. I, it doesn't bother me that things die. It doesn't, you know, but I, but I also can separate myself from the rest of the world. Like, all right, most of the rest of the world wasn't raised like me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, but I realize there's a difference here, but you news know? alert, all the animals die. Like that's, I'm sorry. <laughs> they I'm going to, I'm going yeah. to go straight to the end of the movie. Like, but, they all die. but I, but I kind of have to, you know, I sort <laughs> At of, at some point they all die. <laughs> yeah, but there's a, but there's a story to be told. I just you know I don't even get into my I'm I'm kind of I'm almost like dull to a lot of things. Just sure the way I was raised, things I would see just 
growing up on a small farm at the age yeah. of three. I'm like, huh, most people, yeah, right. they never saw anything like that. Right. All right. I'm a little bit of a weirdo. <laughs> and that's why they go to the supermarket. That's why they go to the supermarket. Yeah. But you understand what I'm saying. I do. But no, I do. But anyway, no, I, I like, okay. So, but I like where you're going with, let's not hide it. No. Let's expose it. Let's tell better, let's tell better stories. Let's tell, no, let's it, challenge ourselves outside of our hunting circle. Let's tell better stories to our non-hunting cohort, our our non-hunting circle of um, colleagues, of uh, you know neighbors, etc. Well, and I I kind of wish I could like plug people in right now and be like, hey, now we have this person on the podcast. But <laughs> what I think is really powerful um you know in that thread is it's not all white dudes like a lot of the non-hunting public think right a bunch of white dudes hunting yeah and yeah no there's a lot of black or brown whatever yeah who are who, are, who have been hunters who are getting back in the hunters into yep. hunting um whose ancestors you know, minus the time of slavery. Right. We're big time hunters. Sure. So that's a part of their history. Right. And they want to get back into this. And right. that's a fantastic story. That's a fantastic message. Um, that's something that I really want to work on is, is just exposing more of that. Um, that's important. Yep. To the non-hunting public, I think. Yeah. Cause there are some, I think there are some biases. There's, there's biases, there's biases, um, there's biases everywhere. Like, you know, there's, we all have biases. Um, well, one of the anti-hunting groups said in a commission meeting, yep. um, we are just kind of placating and, and kowtowing to, you know, the small minority of white guys who live out of right. the country. Right. And they made a mistake. And- because it's like, first of all, they o- they showed their hand. Well, and 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 when they say only X percent, only three percent, or only one percent, I want to you know I want to raise my hand, and I think we all need to raise our hand. And say, hey, whoa, whoa, time out. When when in twenty twenty three did we start legislating out sustainable, innately human activities because they're participated by a minority of the audience? Like, did, did I miss the memo Yeah, that that's okay now? Like, like, cause I, I think we've changed. I think we've gotten to a point where acceptance, understanding, tolerance of things that are different than you is, is right. And I, and I'm going to say, I agree with that. It is right. So how does this, how do these very informed and, you know, all knowing self-righteous anti-hunters get to now decide which minority activity, which activity in, engaged in by a small group of people is supposed to be okay? Like, hell no. Like, no, no, no. And then I also want to point out, and I think we in mass should, is like, if you go back through history, at what points of time have large segments of a culture been forbidden, have been has the opportunity to hunt or source food sustainably been taken away from them? 
Are those good moments are in human history? No, never. I would say no, they're not good. <laughs> they're not they are not good moments yeah. in human history. And so when I see one of those I I'm like I'm with the anti I'm like, hey, which are you? Like let's look at the moments in human history where mm. the right to sustainably take harvest food, the right to like use public land, the right to hunt has been taken away from large segments of culture of society. Which of those moments of human history do you align with? Is it the colonial? <laughs> is it the slavery? Is it the yeah. uh, you know wiping out Native America? Like which one of those groups are you part of? Because that's and they're like, oh, I'm not like that. I'm like, yeah, you are. Okay, just a little break here in the action. Uh, our podcast went a little over two hours, so I've broken it up into two sections. You just listen to f- part one of the two-hour podcast that uh, Charles from Hell for Wildlife wanted to title, What Irks Mike Costello? Um, so we, we got on into some of those issues on uh, the first hour and uh, I encourage you to go check out Hell for Wildlife if you haven't already uh, joined the movement of you know citizen hunter advocacy and citizen engagement, hunter engagement to promote and support and defend hunting rights as well as improving overall wildlife management with hunting at the core of uh, the management toolbox. Um, go to Howl for Wildlife, howl.org or howlforwildlife.org. Either one of those works online on the, on the internet. And uh, it is free to join. You can also become a paid member and enjoy some other subscription benefits uh, supported by industry partners uh, throughout the hunting community. So do that. Follow Howl for Wildlife, of course, on Instagram. And um, you're going to get the, the most up-to-date information there, uh, links to the Action Center, and just overall information about what's going on in terms of threats and opportunities in the hunting community and in conservation management and, and rights that are important to all of us. So thanks for listening in. Jump on over to the next episode, and uh, you'll hear more about uh, what's going on with HAL, what's going on in the wildlife, hunting, wildlife conservation, hunting rights uh advocacy season that's going on right now and probably for the next few months here um and uh you'll hear more about some of the things that piss me off so (laughs) don't know if you find that interesting or not but uh there's some things that i've been holding back on and not really saying publicly that i did in this podcast and uh we'll see if i regret it later take care thank you